it's time to raise the roof once again this is our fourth episode of raise the roof your tampa bay rays podcast i'm here gibby's here evans here we are ready for a lot of fun a lot of things to talk about unfortunately the rays didn't raise the roof in their last series a two-game mini series in washington dc we're going to discuss that in a little bit uh today is or happy sports equinox day to those who actually care today is um uh that that one special day of the year where the nfl nba mlb and nhl all play in the same day um with a couple other uh leagues added in the WNBA and mls it's the first time ever that's happened because sports are weird this year because we're in a global pandemic and life isn't good but life will be good hopefully <laughs> but sports uh, are good sports yeah. are good um we will discuss this weekend's uh series which starts tonight at tropicana field against the boston red sox we will have a quick il injury update report which is basically just saying that ryan yarborough is back uh we there is a quick trade update yeah a little bit of a spoiler um there is a quick trade update about one of the players to be named later in the jose martinez trade who may or may not share hit the same name with a baseball hall of famer and trying to think oh a lot of uh since we're going to discuss it um some mlb things to discuss around the league um uh, for those that didn't know there were a lot of runs scored last night but the rangers still look really bad because they still have the modern day record for most runs scored in one game uh so i think on that note uh, let's get into kind of a raise recap of what happened in Washington, D.C. over the last couple of days. Uh, for you guys watching the series, what did, what did you see happen? Because it did not look good. I, I just think the bats went cold. Um, and, you know, Scherzer, we, we, were, we were getting some hits on Matt Scherzer in that first game. But he just kept going and was able to get out at those innings unscathed, basically. Like, and just all those... Yeah, we just lost. I think our bats just went cold over this weekend. I mean, we we kind of bounced back in game two, scoring three, but the offense definitely wasn't as productive as it could have been. So, yeah. and also our pitching was so-so, you know, in this series. So, hopefully, we're looking for Ryan Yarbrough to really uh, bounce back and get our pitching going again. Yeah, I think difference was they took advantage of the men on base, and we did. I mean, we I don't know exactly, but how many we left on base, but I feel like we left like at least 10 people on base. Oh yeah, we did. In game the first one. Two innings, I mean, yeah. First two innings, we put like two people on each, we, each inning and then we, and we got out and then we got taken out. Innings. Like, yeah. When you have eight hits, you should have more than one run. Like that's definitely. And we had, we had eight hits and one run in game one. And then game two didn't do anything either. Like other than one inning, we had three runs in one inning, but other than that, we didn't do anything and Yarborough looked he looked pretty he looked pretty bad I'm not gonna lie like I I don't know what was going I mean he just came off the IL so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt let's see how he bounced back and hopefully he bounced back well but yeah just a bad series it happens to us just like I always say bounce back win tonight win the series this weekend and let's win this division yeah I completely agree I'm actually so I'm looking up some stats about um, a couple things that happened so I've deemed that the problems uh, that the Rays have had this year both in this series against the Washington Nationals and uh, in a previous series against the Baltimore Orioles I've deemed it that they are now cursed when it comes to playing teams inside of the DMV area Um, I, I, I do have something to back that up so I'm not just you know 
saying that just to say that. So right now they're 0-5 against teams in the DMV. For those that don't know, the DMV is um, is Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. So obviously, you know, the Nationals play in D.C. Baltimore plays in Maryland. Um, so they're, so they're 0-5 this year against them. And I just saw they are 6-12 and against the Nationals at either RFK or Nationals Park. And um, since the Nationals were a thing and – all time, uh, so they were 46 and 46 in the in the 2010s decade, according to MLBCube.net, against the Orioles at Camden Yards, uh, winning winning uh, 51 and 44 at home. They have a much better winning percentage at home than they do away because it's um, they're 109 and 91 at home against the Orioles, but 90 and 106 away against the Orioles, including that sweep earlier this year. So honestly, there might be some merit to that that they just don't play as well against the Orioles and or Nationals at Nationals Park and Camden Yards. I just think there's a curse. I just, I just think it's it's they're cursed. There there's some sort of curse that has happened. I mean, clearly. So what let's would you just call it? At, I would just call it the curse of the DMV. I think it's as simple as that. I mean, in the last uh, let's see, the last five years against the Orioles at Camden Yards, zero and three, six and four, four and six, five and five, two and eight. So yeah. that so that's as of right now, that's three of those years are losing records. One of them is a 500 record, and one of them is barely above 500. That was last year. Um, and it's not like it's like. It's it doesn't make much sense because it's not like these teams are – I mean, yeah, I know the Nats won the World Series last year, but – And Scherzer's I mean, a really good pitcher. Sure, yeah. We haven't played the Nets in three years, and we got swept in D.C. that year. It's not like – it's weird because it's not like these teams are – the Nats and the Orioles have not been that good, like, other than last year, obviously, when the Nats – and the Nats still last year weren't even that good. They just had one hell of a postseason run. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, obviously that was a struggle. I mean, that, that it, I want to say it's kind of similar to the Yankee Stadium curse for us, excluding this year. But, I mean, Yankee Stadium is tough to play out anyway. It's, yeah. No disrespect to the Nats or the O's, but it's just harder to play at Yankee Stadium than it is to play at yeah, National like Park or Camden more, Yards. It's, like, one of the hardest ballparks to play at. Just because you got all those fans and they're all screaming at you. But, I mean, most baseball players don't really care about that, too. And it's hard for the, I mean, the Rays especially because they're not a home run hitting team. They're more of a ground, they're more of a ground ball team, and the Yankees are a home run hitting team. So like, it's Yankees, Yankees uh, stadium just favors the Yankees big time in that. And we were able to keep them in the yard this year, but other than that, we haven't been able to play well against the Yankees at any other year than this. But and the, and the Orioles are the same way too. Let's not forget that that the Orioles. True. I mean, I mean. I mean though the Orioles aren't the best team in the world, they are accustomed to hitting a lot more home runs considering that Camden Yards is a hitter's park. Um, I do kind of want to, so I guess a couple things about the, so other than the fact that, you know, like there's a curse uh, in, in my opinion, I think that, you know, a couple things to kind of address about about last weekend's or about um, the, the series a couple of days ago being a mini series. Um, we did kind of say that, or I, I said that I felt like there was going to be some sort of a split. So maybe maybe they'll end up sweeping both games at the trap. Who really knows? I'm glad they're getting back to the trap this weekend because I think that they have had their struggles on the road this year. Um, they, they, they've had their struggles, obviously, in the DMV. They've had their struggles in Buffalo against the Blue Jays. So there's, you know, you know there's actual merit to saying that. Uh, on top of all of that stuff, I think that this, this, this series, they did have two pitchers that just recently came off of the IL in Morton and Yarborough. 
So you, you wanted to see good outings out of them, but you also knew that you were going to be relying on your bullpen a lot more. Lau got a few hits in the series, which I'm happy about, but he's still playing like crap in as of you know as of recent recent weeks which isn't good i'm hoping that what happened at the beginning of the year happens in the last so what what are the race 28 and 15 now so they've played 43 games a season so you know like the last yeah. last 20 games or so in the season um or the rest yeah, of the 28, season 15. yeah so they can kind of turn things on like that but when it comes to just looking at this team overall they really didn't produce offensively and it's kind of it's a big problem that they the the bats have gotten cold and I'm really concerned about that moving forward is, is that the bats are getting cold a lot quicker Meadows really isn't having that much of an impact this year as he did last year and honestly I was just gonna say Meadows I mean he's got 202 right now but like, I do think that that is a side effect of getting COVID because some guys really aren't like when you get it it still does have those adverse effects over time yeah. So it does have those lingering effects. So I think that that could be part of it. And he's just not the same guy. Like I know that they talked about Eloy Jimenez having sort of the same kind of problems, which is he's just not feeling like the Eloy Jimenez of last year, which is maybe the yeah. same thing that what Meadows is going through is, is that he's not the same guy because he just had this disease run through his body. And it's still there in some way. Like I'm sure it doesn't just go away like that because people have tested positive for it more than once. Yeah. So I'm just curious to see kind of if that's the problem for it. But I am glad Tommy, to see Tommy Pham had a similar problem. Yeah. He's, yeah, but then he also he also got hit in the um I think he got hit in the hand, right? He broke his hand. Yeah. He broke his yeah. hand. Yeah. But yeah, so other than that, I mean Arosa Reina's still hitting well. Obviously Brosseau's hitting well. Um, so I'm hoping that those guys can try to carry the team more, but we need the we need the bigger bats to come out. We need Renfro to really hit well towards the end of the season. We need Lau to come back to the guy that he was before. We need Adamas to start hitting for more power. There's there's guys that we rely on as a team that they haven't produced as much. Like I I I don't understand why Brosso plays once every like five games. Like I I don't I feel like he rarely ever plays. He's batting like three thirty. Yeah, they got put on like, more. He's much better I, than I, I Choi. He's much better than Choi in terms of his offense. I don't know about his defense. And Susuego. Susuego's batting 196. Granted, he does have, like, he's probably leading the teams in home runs. But, like, still. Here, wait. How many home runs does Yoshi have? He has – oh, wow. Probably not. He only has six. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lau, Lau's leading. Lau has, like – yeah. But still, that's – I mean, I'm glad that Susuego's hitting better. I wish – I wish that other things happened, but, you know, I'm just hoping that they can, you know, they can right the ship. Um, I don't know if you guys have any last comments about the series. No, that's all. We just got to um, get our guys last back. Thing I, last thing I want to say is that I'm I'm just disappointed that we only scored three runs on Anibal. I mean, he's, he's a six-plus ERA. I just think we could – we definitely have the potential to put up, like, at least five on him. But it was just one of those series Does really doesn't matter. I mean – Blue Jays did beat the, Yan the Yankees uh, two out of three, so I think we got four games in front of the Blue Jays now. But, um, yeah, just bounce back. Mm -hmm. Win this series against the Sox, then should be fine. Yeah, maroon Sox coming. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that, so that's kind of our recap of what happened. Obviously we're going to get into our preview in a little bit. Uh, just a quick thing about, about what happened in major league baseball yesterday. So for those that didn't know, 
two teams ended up uh, scoring 19 runs or more, which I don't even know that. I, I feel like that's the first time in Major League Baseball history that happened. And if not the first time, one of the first times. There was a scorigami yesterday for those that know who John Boyce is of SB Nation and know NFL scorigami. Basically, that's when a score that hasn't happened before happens in a game. So the 29-9 to scoreline of the Braves-Marlins game was the first time that a uh, that a 29-9 to game has ever happened in Major League Baseball history. So that was a cool thing. The Braves now have the modern-day NL record for most runs scored in a game. The fact you know, that – sorry. No, 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 the no. Fact no. That, the fact that the Marlins scored nine runs in itself should be enough to win and still lose by 20 is that – that's honestly hard to fathom how that even happens, but yeah, Adam like, Duvall had a monster night. You score nine runs and you win that game. I bet nine, like nine and a half times out of ten, and you didn't even come close to winning the game. You lost by twenty. You got tripled. <laughs> like, oh yeah, trip. You literally got tripled. Like that's God. I can't even. That's hard to believe, honestly. That that's crazy when you just said it like that. Oh, oh, they scored like, nine <laughs> runs and then they lost by twenty. Like, yeah, you you score nine runs and you're like, okay, we should win the game. Like, when, no. when a team scores nine runs, I wonder what the probability of is when they win the game. Or like, how many times you score nine runs? How many times you win? The and then you and, the, and then you just and have you to lose by twenty. That's that's insane. Yeah. So um. Uh, Adam Duvall, Adam Duvall hit three home runs. I think for the second time this year, and the Braves have had like have had a guy hit three home runs at least four times that I can remember because they had Ozuna and then I think or maybe three times because this happened, Ozuna happened, and then another guy hit three home runs after Ozuna's game, and it was like the first time that a team had guys hit three home runs in a game back to back games. So they're they're looking really really formidable. Really glad that we took that series split earlier in the year because they weren't as good then as they currently yeah. are now because they're on some other level right now of offense. Obviously, the Brewers defeating I believe it was the Tigers nineteen nothing. The Tigers aren't really going anywhere this year. Um, you know that they was, had the that worst, was just brutal. It was a brutal beatdown. The I mean the Tigers had the worst record in baseball last year, one less than yeah. fifty games and. I kind of feel bad for them because I don't want them to suffer like this. But like I said before, the Rangers still have the modern day record for most uh, runs scored in the game, 30 to three route of the Orioles back in 2007. It is funny because I think that the Rangers are like three and 17 or some crazy stat like that since Tatis swung away on three and zero and hit the grand slam, which just shows you how good. Yeah. Good. They yeah. deserve that for getting yeah. so uptight about that. It was it was a really really bad look for the rain. It was it was a bad look for Jace Tingler too, who was the who was the manager of the Padres. Awful. But yeah, the so Padres I, are I, on other level, and then the Rangers are on the exact opposite level. Good, the Rangers deserve that. I was <laughs> pissed how people were mad about Tati swinging on three zero. It's like, dude, make a good pitch if you don't want him to hit a home run. Didn't the like, Braves? Didn't the Braves get a grand slam in the ninth inning? Yeah, it was in like the yeah, seventh or the eighth inning. It was on a 1-0 pitch, and people were like, oh, no, all the baseball traditionalists are going to come, are going to go crazy because Austin <laughs> Riley hit a grand slam on 1-0 when they were up 20. It's like <laughs> – so funny. Yeah, it's yeah, – I have a question for you guys. Is the – with what the Padres and the Braves doing lately, are their offenses really good or is the pitching in the NL bad? Well, well the so – the, so the Braves – 
I don't know. I think I think it's probably the pitching because like the Braves pitching hasn't been that good because they lost Soroka for the year. Yeah, Freed Freed has been better, but yeah. yeah, the Padres pitching isn't that good either because Paddock's regressed and they did get Clevenger, but they but they've only had Clevenger for like one or two starts. I mean, other than the Dodgers, what are the rotation? I mean, the Marlins have a low like a very low key really good rotation. The, the Phillies have a good um, one too in Nola and and Wheeler, who's really turned into a good pitcher this year. The I mean. The Cubs have Darvish and uh, Lester. No, no, Darvish. No, Lester's um, not Lester. Lester. The, the Kyle Hendricks. Right, right. And they have, uh, I think they still have uh, Tyler Chetwood. Um, and I think Lester's. I, I don't. I don't think he opted out this year, but I don't know how well he's doing. Oh no, yeah, he's he's playing on the Cubs. Yeah, but um. Yeah. And the Reds. Reds have Bauer, who's been an absolute stud. Yeah, Gibby, Gibby, what do you think? About, oh, I just think it's a combination of, like, all, all these National League teams getting these hump, all these uh, scores. I think it's a combination. The Marlins pitching didn't have a good outing, and, like, some of their bullpen's a little lacking sometimes and i think the atlanta just has really good hitters too on top of a bad outing from their bullpen but just, do you, uh, I, I know but do you think that both i mean at what what evan was just talking about the offenses of both atlanta and san diego and these other teams in the nl do you think that it's more that they have good offenses or is it more that the pitching league wide hasn't been that great Hmm. I, I definitely think the pitching is down in the National League, like mm-hmm. as compared to the American League. Okay. Um, and I also think they have they're just more of a they got a lot of hitters, you know. They're more of a hitters, I feel like, league this year. Yeah. And so I so I feel like that's a combination, and they're they're just playing National League teams all the time who have bad pitching sometimes, and that's just the recipe for high scoring games. That's true. And we forgot about the Mets. The Mets have really good pitching too. So yeah, yeah, the Mets do have when when they're healthy and even when they're not yeah. healthy, they still have decent pitching. Because I mean, Degrom is he's up here. And he's else. he's somehow underrated. I feel like no, like, he's definitely I feel underrated. Like he's, he's definitely taken for granted because people would just expect him to go out there, throw seven innings, like nothing, like no one's even watching him. I feel I feel really bad for Degrom, honestly. But he's I mean he's 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 won back to back Cy Young, so I don't really think that he's that he's getting angry that much oh no no not at all. <laughs> he's getting but... paid i will so i want to pose this question to you guys so i talked about this to you guys before the podcast and i know that we had just i think i mentioned it at the beginning but uh, roberto clemente day was just celebrated throughout major league baseball i know the pirates for the first time in quite a while uh, all their players were the number 21 on their jerseys roberto clemente's number uh fun fact for those that don't know the uh the right field wall in uh, at pnc park is 21 feet high as a you know like in, to honor roberto clemente and then all of the players of puerto rican descent around baseball also were the number 21 that number right now is obviously retired by the Pirates, but do we think there's a possibility that a player of Roberto Clemente's stature, the things that he's done with baseball, do we think that his number should be retired league-wide by Major League Baseball? Uh, Yeah, like Jackie. I I like that idea, you know, because like Jackie Robinson was 42, Robert Clemente is 21, 21 times 2, 42. Ooh, I didn't even think of it that way. You know, (laughs) 
No, so I feel it makes sense. He has a lot of contributions to baseball, you know. I I don't know much twenty one players now, and even if there were twenty one player like players, you have the number twenty one. Um, I don't think that there's many. You would you would just grandfather them in like they did with uh, uh I'm blanking. You're talking about Mariano. Yeah, Mariano, Mariano Rivera. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Evan, Evan, I feel like it makes sense. Evan, how do you feel about that? Oh, I say I'd be for it. Okay. I mean, I I don't really know much. I don't know about Roberto Clemente like I do about Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. but I don't see any reason why they shouldn't do that. Um, why it wasn't this year the first year that the Pirates did that? What? What? That they? Yeah, it was the first time in a while that they had worn. I I don't know the exact date, but it was the first time in a while that they had worn the number twenty one as a team. I, I was surprised. I'm surprised it took them that long to do that. But um, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't. I have no reason not to like that idea. So yeah, I, I have a lot of. Oh wait, of, I have a lot of Puerto Rican friends here in Tampa. So and they they, they all a lot of baseball fans too, and they all love Robert Clemente. So you know yeah. his his contributions are obviously felt through Puerto Ricans and Americans in general everywhere. So do we think that there so other than him or like do we think that there is a possibility of another player having their number retired league wide? If not Clemente, is there someone else that would fit the bill in the same way? Like I'm trying to think about it and I feel like maybe Hank Aaron would be the only other guy that I would say that would come to my head. But what was he? He was forty four. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Aaron was 44. I mean, there's like, uh, um, it, it's tough to kind of find that one guy. But I mean, like, if you're gonna have a day celebrating someone, in, like, if like the Hank Aaron Award is a, is a thing, this you know R- Roberto Clemente Day is a thing, and they have the Roberto Clemente Award and nominees for all the players. You would think that if they're doing that, then it then it garners enough to say that we should retire this person's number. True. I think um, my like kind of two cents on this whole thing, like definitely don't like do retire people's numbers for the whole league when they did a lot for the whole league. Like, like Jackie did. Jackie obviously was made a huge, I made huge progress with the African-American community in the MLB and he deserves every bit of the glory he gets and the, like this recognition of his, huge like accomplishments in the league and like if i mean did, did hank aaron do anything like that i'm i'm I don't know. Like that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I know that he had a big impact, and obviously, him breaking the home run record of, of of Babe Ruth. I know at the time he was receiving a lot of death threats from people because you know it was you know it was the '70s. The times were different. We had just gotten off of of um, of the civil rights movement, and people were still getting adjusted to the new normal, especially down in Atlanta, down in the South, mm-hmm. where I know that the Braves moved from Milwaukee to Atlanta. But I mean, Atlanta itself, while now a very um, uh, a very black culture hub and a hub of hip hop and a hub of and a hub of different art and and culture and it's just a great melting pot of people to go to it's back in the 70s atlanta wasn't the same way and people didn't necessarily want aaron to break babe Ruth's record this guy who had come out of nowhere or i mean i mean not this guy who come out of nowhere but this guy who had who went from a pitcher to 
to just a normal position player, hit 60 home runs in a season, a number that a number that lasted for a while until Maris broke that, and then obviously Sosa McGuire broke that later. But it was one of those long-standing things, and I don't think that people were ready for him to break it. And then they actually, you know, and then he actually broke it, and that was a thing. And now Bonds has a record, and people dispute that due to roids which is a very understandable thing but i think that in that sort of case i think that aaron would definitely he would he would definitely fit the bill and like i said there is the hank aaron award so i i think you know it's something it's um for those that for those that listen if you guys want to if you guys want to let us know comment um or just send some sort of feedback to us letting us know who you think should be the next player if there should be another player to have his number retired league-wide um it'd be a really interesting conversation and i think you know it's 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 very open to debate moving forward. I think that from here, we should talk just a quick IL report. So the really only the IL update news that I have is obviously Ryan Yarbrough, starting pitcher, uh, returned um, for the team or for the Rays, uh, came in um, to pitch against the Nationals. Had an okay outing, not the greatest outing of all time, but he was also coming off of an injury. So um, he kind of did what he could. I'm I'm glad that he got into the game, and I'm glad that he uh, I'm I'm glad that they used him. Uh, he pitched two and two thirds, gave up four on runs, six hits. Um, that wasn't great. He's not really had the greatest year this year in terms of you know where he's been before. But I know that he can rebound toward the end of the season. So I don't know. How did you guys think about um, about his outing and um, you know, your hopes of other guys coming uh, getting healthy on the uh, on the IL right now? So oh, oh you got it. Okay. Um, so Yarborough only pitched like two and a half innings, right? Mm-hmm. He got pulled out. Um, 70 pitches too. Oh, 70 pitches. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So obviously not the best outing, but, you know, coming off injury. Just hope he tightens up for the rest of the season, you know, gets his gets his, pick, gets his pitches up. Um, yeah, that's all I got for him. You know, I trust him. He's going to come back. Lot, yeah. Lot, I mean, he only had one walk. But, yeah, he just – I mean, he was in a lot of full count pitches. He was giving up hits and the full count, like, pitches. He And it was frustrating because they didn't hit him hard. It's not like they were roping every hit. There, mm-hmm. there were a lot of bloop, like, singles. There were a lot of just – I mean, I wonder what the velos was. But, like, it was just – it was frustrating because it was just not going defense. Defense wasn't lined up right. Um, yeah. Just unfortunate. Nothing you could really do about that. But, yeah, he looked a little out of control. Definitely out of control for Yarborough. I wonder when the last time he's went sub three innings. Um, bullpen played really well though. Bullpen only gave up one run in about six innings, so that's pretty it's good. Six and a third, a little less than six innings. Yeah, wait, I think five and a third, five and a third. Um, yeah. But he, they looked good. It's always good to have a good. I mean, bullpen kept us in it. We had a chance to tie it. We had runners on first, a second and third with zero outs and only got one more run in. Um, but yeah, I mean, just another bad start. You can't, it's hard to come back from 4-0, especially the way our offense has been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cody Reed went back on, the, he went on the IL, dude, we just acquired. Another frustrating, like, injury. Don't know how good that guy is really yet, but um, I think well, Sheriff got called up. Yeah. yeah. So that's I would say that that's pretty good because I like Sheriff and I think you know he's 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 a proven he, I don't I I know him more than I know Reed so 
Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't really know exactly what that's going to be. I mean, I feel like they're kind of in the same place where they're just right, right, right now. They're kind of just filling in as an arm in the bullpen while we get other guys healthy, and they'll probably be there for the rest of the year and for the stretch run because so many guys uh, in our bullpen and on our staff have gotten hurt and or aren't playing for the rest of the year or aren't pitching for the rest of the year. So yeah, yeah, and hey, nothing, nothing like no better team to play when your offense is struggling than the Red Sox. So that is. Yeah. True, that is true. Quick, so a quick standings update before we get to our preview of the Red Sox. So right now, like I said, the Rays are twenty-eight and fifteen, still the number one overall seed in the AL, uh, best record. Um, Oakland and uh, the White Sox, uh, the surprising White Sox, the surging White Sox, are currently two and three. So Oakland's 26 and 15. The White Sox are 27 and 16. Uh, In terms of the rest of the AL East, uh, Toronto right now is 24 and 19. They're four games back. They just lost to the Yankees who snapped a five game uh, losing streak. The Yankees are six games back at 22 and 21, not really having a great year, suffering from a lot of injuries and a lot of setbacks. And then I would say kind of the one of the big surprises of the AL this year is the Baltimore Orioles, who are currently 20 and 22. They are seven and a half games back in the division, but I think they're only a game and a half back of the second wild card, uh, which would be the Yankees. So to see the to see Baltimore get into a playoff spot would be hilarious. I do want to say the two teams that got into the ALCS last year, the Yankees and Houston are uh, a combined 40, 44 and 20, uh, 44 and 43 this year. Yeah. So Houston's playing 500 baseball, not really that good. But yeah, um, and then I guess kind of sleeper teams, if you want to consider them sleeper teams. So I would say the top three seeds in are, are the top three teams in the AL Central are probably going to all go to the playoffs. Obviously, Oakland and Houston right now, Tampa Bay and Toronto. And then there's a race between the you know Yankees and Baltimore for that eight seed but a surging team right now six and four in the last 10 games the Seattle Mariners who are currently 19 and 24 they're a couple games back of the Yankees right now so I'm trying to see they're three back in the win column four in the loss column so that's three and a half games back they are of that last playoff spot so let's see it'd be interesting to see what kind of happens there we we will see moving forward uh in the in the NL things are a little bit tighter uh, San Diego right now is tied for the race for the second most wins in baseball. They are, they're 28 and 17. So that's, that's kind of fun to, to see them slam Diego and the, and the White Sox have, have, have really done a lot of good things. So that leads us into, be, nights. oh, wait, sorry, go. That, that would be interesting. Little, little Rays Astros rematch. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. And that's wild. That's crazy to think about the Astros are on the outside looking in right now. I'd like to play the Astros, but I'd like to, uh, That'd be a great feeling beating the Astros, especially all that's happened in the first round. That is true. But it it is also interesting. I'm on ESPN right now, and they have 100% playoff probability of the Rays, Oakland, the Dodgers, and the Padres, which is really interesting. Shout out out to the Padres. They're 100% going even, this year. That's just crazy to me that they're saying they're 100% in when they have clinched. I'm not spot. saying they're 100% right now because the Rays are kind of right. in a downswing, and I'm hoping they can improve this weekend, which we'll talk about in just a sec. But, yeah, they are kind of in a downswing, so I'm not going to say they're 100% yet. Yeah, but we got a lot of batting practice this weekend, though. So. That yeah. is true. Hey, let's not – hey. <laughs> 
who knows what's going to happen with the Red Sox? Because the Red Sox might yeah. come out of nowhere. But yeah, that, true. So that does lead us into talking about uh, this current weekend um, series coming up against the Boston Red Sox, who have underperformed this year by a lot. They're currently 15 and 29. If we're looking at probable matchups for the weekend in terms of pitching, Josh Fleming's going tonight, who's currently 3 0 with a 3 5 2 ERA. Friday night will be Snell, 3 uh, 1 with a 3 7 4 ERA. Saturday, Tyler Glass now 2 1 with a 4 3 5 ERA. And Sunday, Charlie Morton 1 and 2 with a 4 9 4 ERA. Again, his third start off of coming back from the IL. How do we feel about this weekend series against those Boston Red Sox? We, we got to win three out of four, I think. Like, I don't think we'll sweep them again. I mean, we swept them in Fenway four games. I don't think that's going to happen again. The Sox do usually play well at the drop, too. Um, but just to bounce back, we got to win three out of four, I think. Get our confidence back. I think we've lost a little bit of confidence at the plate. Um, but, yeah, just – and they're the worst team in the AL standings-wise. Can't believe that's true. I can't believe they're worse than the Royals. Um, but – yeah, we gotta gotta bounce back. Gotta win through at four. Start strong tonight. I think we will. I think we'll start strong tonight. Who's pitching? Uh, Slager. Uh, who's pitching tonight? Uh, Josh Fleming's pitching tonight. Fleming. Fleming's pitching tonight. He's looked knock on wood, but he's looked really good. Three and zero with like a three five ERA. Um, in his first three career starts, like that's can't ask much better than that. Uh, I will yeah. say, just to quickly interrupt, so you were talking about how those Sox are playing at the Trop in recent years. So dating back to 2015, the Rays are, let's see, so this year 1-1, one and one, last year 4-6, 2018 5-5, five and five, 2017 4-5, 2016 4-6, and, and 2015 4-5. You have to go back to 2014 was the last time that the Rays had a winning record at home against the Red Sox. They've the, the the Rays have only had six winning seasons in terms of home record against the Red Sox, so that's not that good. But we'll see what kind of happens this weekend. How uh, with how good this Red Sox team is, or how bad they are? How confident are you guys in them snapping that streak this year? I'd be pretty confident. I think we can win at least two games out of this series, like at least, um, unless they play us really hard which i don't think they really got that fight in them to be honest this season but i wouldn't ever count them out because you know they got good players on that team still it's just kind of mediocre pitching um so we just really need our bats to come alive in this series and hopefully we can just take that w in the series and just get our momentum going towards the end of the season and to the I mean, playoffs. Yeah, their first four are still really good. Like mm-hmm. Verdugo has, I mean, he's definitely not worth bets, but like, I don't know how well he's playing, but I mean, they, they're three through four still like Devers, Bogarts, and Martinez. Bogarts has been, I think Bogarts has been the most underappreciative, underappreciated player in the whole MLB. He, he's just been very overshadowed. He's bad. He's batted 290 forever. He always kills us. I mean, I I'm a big Xander Bogarts fan. I I love what he does. He kind of do, he comes in and out every day. Doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Just I mean, he has been overshadowed by Martinez, Betts, Benintendi. A cut like a couple years ago when Benintendi was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but he comes in, does his job, does it really well. And I'm always scared of him when he comes to whenever he plays at, uh, Tampa. And um, I mean, Martinez, you always got to be wary of him. Always, always the threat going yard. 
Vasquez, I don't know how he's playing this year. He's bad. He, let's see, bad. 278 this year, which is still really – I mean, for a catcher, that's really good. He was really good last year. But also, they oh, are they are very top-heavy. They are. Yeah, they're, they're the bottom – after Vasquez, Munoz, Bradley, Dahlbeck, I don't know who that guy is. And Bobby Dahlbeck. So, um, Bradley, I mean, Bradley is stunned the field. One of the best center fielders in all baseball. Sure, he's not the best hitter, but I mean that's not what he he doesn't really get paid to hit. He's bat and let's see what he's hitting this year. He's oh he's he's batting two sixty three, which for him I feel like is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They're I mean they have a decent offense, but their pitching is atrocious. Yeah, their their pitching is. I mean, I mean their bullpen is probably worse than the Phillies, and that's hard to do. Right, that is. And even though the Phillies are looking really good nowadays, but. Their bullpen's still very shaky. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but yeah. So I think that so right now, uh, in terms of do we do we want to make predictions in terms of like how many games do we think that they can win, or are we just gonna kind of leave that to what's gonna happen on the field? Because I don't think I don't want to try to jinx anything and say that. And yeah, say, let's just yeah, let's just leave it up have, to they leave it up to the lineup. Yeah, leave it up to the pitching. They they have the potential to do a lot of good things in this series, and I think that they can really put the Red Sox in their place, even though the Red Sox aren't playing well. The Red Sox are playing spoiler at the end of the year for a lot of these teams that will be making playoff pushes, so we need to watch out for that, and we need to be wary, and I think that the team will be in, in, in the same kind of way on that. So we'll kind of see what happens there. In terms of – I'm trying to think. Is there uh, – I guess if there was a player to pinpoint in this series as a guy that, that – or as a player that, A, you think will be kind of like the breakout player of the series and, B, a guy that has already been doing well that you think is going to continue that, who are our players for this weekend? Um, I would definitely say uh, a lot of our offense right now is being fueled by our young gun, Marusarina. Um, so I'd like to see him keep uh, keep up what he's been doing these past few series, keep getting hits, and hopefully he can get some other guys going too, you know, because they don't want to get shown up by a rookie. So we're not like a rookie, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I know. Young what you player. Uh- I could see I could see Renfro going off this series. Okay. Like I think I could see um I don't know. I just, it's one of those weird feelings that Renfro might get the back going a little bit, maybe give us two or three home runs this series. Mm-hmm. I could maybe that's my heart talking over my brain, but No, I feel that. No, I can see it. I'm gonna say so I'm gonna say that I, I think that Brousseau is gonna stay consistent and I think that he's gonna keep doing what he's been doing. And I'm gonna say this because I really want it to happen. I need Lau to break out this series. If he yeah. if he's going to be consistent and going to be good by the end of this year, I need him to hit. I need him to to hit at least 500 in this series. I know that I'm probably asking too much there, but I need him to get multiple <laughs> hits in all three games and hit a couple home I, runs and just get back into that production level that we saw him at the beginning of the season. Definitely. I like this lineup a lot. I like it. We got a lot of speed in this lineup. I mean, it's Margot. It, Arosa Reina, Meadows, Brasso, Renfro, Lowe, Adamas, Kevin, Kevon Smith, and Wendell. So I like that lineup a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the pitcher we're facing is lefty because we got a ton of right-handed batters in the lineup. Brasso is finally back in the lineup. Um, but yeah, he's great. Uh, I'm so glad that he's back in the lineup. I I, I forget lefty. if he's a lefty already. But yeah, when you guys uh, check that, who? No, uh, who the who yeah, the he, he's a lefty. He's a lefty. Okay, might kick him. But no hey, club. last time, <laughs> last time we had Margot and Rosarena in a one-two spot was against the Yankees and scored four runs in the first. So that's a good sign. I like that. It is. 
I like that. Um, I think it was the same top four. It was Margot, Rosarena, Meadows, and Brasso because Margot let off with a double, then Rosarena hit a bomb, and then Meadows hit a single, and then Brasso hit a bomb. So I think it, it's the same four in that game. Oh, well, maybe – hopefully that will give us a lot of good vibes moving forward because yep. that, was a, that, was, that was a good way to end it. That's the last – one of the last wins that we've had in recent memory because – I mean, I mean, we did take two out of three against the Marlins, but – Yeah. Hey, I think we've lost the last three out of four, right? If we're looking at it uh, like that, and yeah, three out of five. Three out of five, yeah. So that's not great. Maybe this will just be a hiccup. Who knows? But they really need to pick up the bats this weekend, and they really need to play much better than they have been, or I guess much better than they did earlier this week against the Nationals. Um, Definitely. Again, the Nationals kind of have our number at their place, and the Red Sox have their number at our place, but that doesn't mean that things can't change this weekend. Yep. Just take care of business. Take care of business. I think so. I think on that note, I think that pretty much wraps everything up. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, uh, it, Spotify is still kind of our main thing in terms of places you want to listen, but there's a bunch of other places that you can listen to. I think Pocket Casts, Anchor, and Breaker are a couple new ones. Well, Anchor has always been there, but um, a couple new ones have come up. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at RoofRays. That's pretty much it. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, everyone. Uh, wear a mask, do all that good stuff, and raise up. Raise up, baby. Raise up.